It's time for the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket with Chris Dewar on WTAD. It's 30 minutes of scores, coaches' interviews, and a look at the weekend sports schedule. And now, here's Chris. Tip top of the new year, everybody. Happy 2022, you, and welcome to the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket for January the 4th. I realize the holiday season is now behind us, but if you're a basketball fan in the Tri-States, it's basically one long holiday that starts on Thanksgiving and winds its way all the way into March. And actually, January might be one of the most exciting parts of it because we have tournaments galore, not just in Illinois now, but with Missouri joining the fold in the next couple of weeks. It is an insane two-week period, three-week period, actually, of basketball that I can't wait for. We start this week with the uh, Highland Tournament in Northeast Missouri and the Clopton Invitational. Always good fun. And over at Highland, the Palmyra Lady Panthers will be the top seed and the favorites. And we're going to talk to Chris Parsons in just a bit. But the tournament fun continues from there straight through the rest of the month. Next Saturday, it gets really insane with the Hancock County Tournament, the Winchester Invitational, and the Central Southeastern Girls joining the fold as we wrap up the two Northeast Missouri tournaments, so we'll have five tournaments going on all at the same time. My mind will be boggling, but my camera will be going full gear, and we can't wait for that to happen. And in fact, we've got a lot of good basketball potentially coming out of all of that. Maybe most exciting of all at Winchester a showdown, and we talked last week with both Ryan Seasting and Brian Ray, and neither of them are talking directly about one another, but there's a real chance those two potentially still undefeated teams will finally meet in the championship game at the WIT, and as I got a chance to see last night, and as I'll talk about in a second, we saw Winchester uh, West Central at full max Q last night in beating Madison, and man, that looks like a Peoria-level matchup if it is, in fact, a Payson-Seymour West Central meeting at whatever time that happens in the season. So that looks like it's going to be plenty fun as well. And again, this all builds up into the Quincy shootout coming up uh, January 24th and 25th, which might be the best high school basketball showcase in the nation based on what Eric Stratman has been able to bring in this year in Quincy High School and Scott Douglas. And we'll sit down with Mr. Stratman and kind of give you an early preview of what you can expect. But we are talking about blue chip talent, the nation's number two basketball team coming in. Uh, we're talking about guys with NBA bloodlines being in this uh, in this gym at Blue Devil Gym and at the pit over the course of this affair. So there's a lot to look forward to on the basketball horizon. But before we set the future, let's look back at the past last night. And it was a tough, weird night for the Quincy Blue Devils at Washington last night in a 55-45 loss. And I'm sure you've already heard this, but it was a really strange second quarter as the Blue Devils picked up five technicals in the frame. Andy Douglas got ejected. We have really good video of him getting tossed and getting a second or I believe it might have even been a third technical on the way out the door last night whatever he said the official the officiating crew did not much like uh, so Quincy High School did show some resolve with uh, Tom Lepper coaching the second half of that game came back and made it a ball game fighting through the adversity Lucas Reese with 18 points 14 of them in the second half but the Blue Devils do fall last night 55 to 45 to Washington Quincy High back in action tonight early start at Blue Devil Gym taking on a really good Webster Grove team and trying to salvage the weekend. That's no small affair against a really talented basketball team. The biggest game of last night took place in Winchester, as I alluded to earlier. West Central 
It was supposed to be the first real test for the undefeated Cougars, ranked third in the state in Class 1A. They destroyed Madison, a team that actually beat Quincy High at Collinsville, 81-61, to jumped out on a 12-0 run and never looked back in that game. It was uber impressive to watch last night. Cole Howard, 35 points and 15 rebounds. He had 17-10 and in the first half. He was absolutely unstoppable. Ryan Moore had 20 points. The big story, though, Gabe Cox. He only scored 10 points, did not take a shot in that game. We're talking about an all-state point guard who's averaging 22 points a game, did not take a shot until his team had 29 points on the board, Ended up with 17 dimes, though. He had 17 assists. I don't have 17 assists in my lifetime counting pickup games. The kid was just unreal last night. Super fun to watch. And West Central stays undefeated and just dismantled Madison. So that was super fun to watch last night as well. Elsewhere in Illinois, Pittsfield wins the Battle of Pike County 63-34 to over Grigsville Perry. In that game, Peyton Apps with 13 points. Southeastern continues to look like the most improved team in the area. Danny Stevens, the freshman, with 23 and leading the Suns past. South Fulton 58 to 25. Alane West falls to Beardstown 68 to 41 last night. Jacksonville Route beats North Green 62 to 33 in White Hall in Southeast Iowa. It was West Burlington all over Holy Trinity 52 to 33. Keokuk with a big win over Fairfield 54 to 39 and Washington takes down Fort Madison 57 to 50. In Columbia, Missouri last night, Monroe City playing up a couple of different classes against a really good Rockbridge team. And you know what? The Panthers gave a good acquaintance of themselves uh, as they lose 46-29. Logan Bulig with 10 points in the loss there. Hannibal loses big time to Kirksville last night, 52-35. to It was Clopton beating Unity 51-31 last night in Menden. Marion County falls to Community R6, 47-21. Highland with its best win of the season at Scotland County, 62-28. to Alex Meyer leading a balanced attack there with 11 points. And it was South Shelby knocking off North Green, 61-52. to Girls basketball last night in the Battle of Shelby County. It was North Shelby winning 49-43. to the Hannibal girls with a gritty win last night over Kirksville, 40-37 to your final there. Scotland County beats Highland on the girls' side, 48-37. to Hannah Feeney with 12 points in the win for her team. Community R6 with a big 71-27 victory over Marion County. Jacksonville route goes to Whitehall and wins 50-35 to over North Green. Bella McCartney scored 33 points last night, including the 1,000th point of her career. Pittsfield a winner in Palmyra. Illinois over Greenfield Northwestern, 59-37. Katie Cox with 26. Chloe Lemons with 22. 48 combined points for those two girls last night in a big-time victory. Keokuk with an incredible win last night over Fairfield, 68-65, as Cassidy Cobra puts 19 points on the board. It was West Burlington beating Holy Trinity, 82-35. Sydney Marlowe from West Burlington scored a program record 40 points. She outscored Holy Trinity all on her own. And it was Washington beating Fort Madison last night, 46-23. to That's how it all shakes down from last night. When we come back, we will talk Palmyra, Lady Panthers basketball with Chris Parsons. This is the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket on WTAD. Better bed, less money. Sleep Tight, 4535 Broadway in Quincy. Once again, here's Chris Dewar. They have been one of the most impressive basketball teams in the entire region. Palmyra's only loss so far this season comes to undefeated Quincy Notre Dame. So the Lady Panthers have roared out of the gate. And obviously, it's always fun to talk some basketball with their head coach, Chris Parsons. And Chris, I, I got I to gotta ask you, because I'm, I'm not just impressed with your team, but I'm a little surprised you've been as good out of the gate as you've been because you had the incredibly long softball season for a lot of your girls that went all the way down 
to the state championship game with the way things kind of shook down. Are you are you surprised that they've had as much leg and as much, uh, you know, I guess, energy on the court as they've had to this point, considering what the fall was like for your girls? Uh, I'm just uh, really pleased with the start that they're off to. Um, you know, we we were hoping that coming in that one of the big things was softball and uh, the run that they made to the state championship was just going to leave just a little bit hanging there for them um, and, and wanting to take that next step, and, and that's what we've seen. Um, even though it did push late into the season for them, um, those girls went through a lot of adversity and, and found a way to work together to get to that state championship game. And, you know, they got there and, and seen what it was about and fell just a little short. And, you know, with Megan Stone and Bailey Loveless and O'Brien, those uh, those girls have got us on a mission this season. They are competitors, and you knew that going in, regardless of what the sport or the time of the year is. To have girls like that as the centerpiece and the nucleus of who you are, how easy does that make it when you know that intensity and that sort of athleticism is always in play? How easy does that make that to go into practice and know you're going to get effort every single day? Uh, that's that's the awesome part about it is, you know, practice every day is, is basically like a game for us. We can we can go five on five and, and it's going to be better than 75% of the games we're going to play this season just because of the competitiveness. Uh, you know, they don't worry a lot about who's going to start. They don't worry a lot about who's going to be the leading scorer every night. They just worry about getting us to that next level. Um, you know, we try not to look ahead too much, but we know we got some big games coming up and, and it's not going to be easy later on in this season. And, and they push for that every day in practice to get better, knowing that the, the tough ones are still to come. You schedule intentionally tough, and obviously you had Quincy Notre Dame early, and that was a loss, and, and I think there was value in that loss, wasn't there, Chris, and kind of seeing who you are and where you're at at this point in the season? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, that that's a tough game year in and year out. Coach Horn, you know, every year has a great team that does a great job, and, you know, we, we were tied up in that game with 57 seconds to go, and uh, I let my mouth get the better of me and uh, kind of took that away from the girls and, and a chance to win the game there, but yeah, like, like we told the girls after that game, I could have been more proud. We went out and played with one of the uh, one of the best team, if not the best team in Illinois at that level, and and it, I think it showed the girls that they can go out and play with anybody every night, and and that's kind of led us into the new year, and and hopefully that takes us on. This is such an interesting part of the schedule for you with the Highland Tournament, with the Tony Lanzini Invitational coming up in January. And I think in a lot of ways, and obviously conference play, let's not forget that coming up. In a lot of ways, this is sort of the springboard into the postseason. And your girls, as you've mentioned, as everybody's heard, they have gigantic goals and they have unfinished business out there. They want a state championship and they make no bones about it. How does this kind of set you up? Because it is sort of almost like a a postseason grind or a district grind with with as many basketball games as you're going to play the next couple of weeks yeah absolutely you know and and you talk about districts and conference and all that leading into this uh this is the part that when you have nine seniors on your team you hope you're built for um you know we we've been down this road we've come up a little short um we've got a lot of work to do but uh the girls do have that goal in mind you know we're gonna this is that point in the season where it's fun but you're also going to see the clark counties the making the monroe cities three or four times coming down the stretch here and and then basically our district is a big conference basketball tournament so um you know it is a grind but this, this is what we've been made for this is this is what we have to do to get to the point that we want to get to uh you know, it all started last summer when, when we made a big run down to the licking tournament and played some of the final four teams from last year. And, and at that point, the girls knew, you know, hey, we've got what it takes, but it, it's going to be a long road to get there and every day matters. And, 
like you said, the Highland Tournament kicking off on Monday, that, that kind of gets that grind going. You know, we got Bowling Green today at 1 o'clock to kind of get us back out there and, and get our feet going again. But um, it's a long stretch. But like I said, having these nine seniors, uh, they've been there, they've done that, and, and hopefully having them all together will push us through the end. Well, you kind of touched on it earlier too, Chris. I think everybody knew your guard play and your wings was going to be really good based on who you returned. I've been impressed with post play, and I, 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 I don't, not to suggest that that wasn't something that could have been a strength, but I think those girls have kind of made a leap a little bit, and that's really endemic to who you've become this year as opposed to last year, I would think. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, McKinney was out last year all year with an ACL, and and Amy Bryan kind of had to hold down by herself, you know, with a. Uh, Foley in there, and uh, Amy didn't get quite as much time on the court as maybe she wanted, but, you know, now Amy's out, able to get out there this year and, and really uh, push it to the next level, and, and McKinney's back on the floor and really holding down the inside course, and we kind of got that, that one-two punch. You know, they can they can sub in for each other, or, or if we want, we can go double big inside, and, and it is a, a huge help for us when you got, like you said, guards that can shoot, guards that can attack the rim, guards that can make great passes, so... You know, I guess teams have to pick their poison, so to speak, and that that makes it fun for us. From your standpoint, and I'm not doing my job if I'm not asking, I mean, I know you've got a lot of talented players, but so much of it starts with Megan Stone and her all-business approach and, and, you know, her hands on the ball. She's just a special kid beyond just basketball, is she not? (laughs) Absolutely. You know, uh, we hear that a lot, you know, that, hey, this kid's a great kid. Hey, this kid's this, this kid's that, but. Uh, Megan Stone doesn't come around very often. Um, you know, she's a, she is an awesome, awesome, awesome kid on and off the court. You know, she's a competitor. She, um, she's quiet, but at the same time, she's got that kind of, kind of hidden sarcasm to her that, that makes her fun to be around. And, um, you know, she's one of those kids that as a coach, you, you hope your kids grow up to turn out just like her because she, she's one in a million. And, and yes, she's sure going to be missed on the basketball court when next season rolls around, but, um, you know what, she, she's going to leave a, a lifetime le- legacy around Palmyra as far as the softball court, the basketball court, and in the classroom and just what it takes to be a great person. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you've got a couple of super student athletes and her and Bailey and what they do academically, so well said, good sir. Got to ask you about today, Bowling Green matinee match. Uh, that's a team that's kind of been all over the map, but when they're good, they're really good defensively. How do you attack them this afternoon? I think we just got to we got to run and gun. You know, that, that's kind of been our motto, our our defense has kept us where we want in every game. Our defense has kind of been that hidden hidden part this season where, you know, we're allowing I think twenty nine points a game and if you could do that you gotta you got a chance most nights and um you know we're we're just telling our girls we gotta play our basketball. You know, other teams are gonna do what they do and we have to run the floor, we have to play great defense and, and just let our let our skills take care of themselves and most nights if we do that we've got a good chance and you know that that's the goal today. Go out and take care of business. Well, job well done to this point, good sir. We'll see you at 1 o'clock this afternoon, and best of luck the rest of the way, Chris. Hey, I appreciate you having me. Thank you very much. Always a pleasure. And when we come back, we are going to talk about the incredible field coming to the city of Quincy for the Quincy Shootout coming up in just a few weeks with the organizer of the Quincy Shootout, Eric Stratman. Getting you ready for a full weekend of sports, it's the Saturday Morning Ticket, brought to you by Sleep Tight at 4535 Broadway in Quincy. 
Here's Chris. Well, I think we've shown amazing restraint not talking more about the Quincy shootout early in the season because it is just the crown jewel of basketball in a basketball city. And it is coming up on January the 24th and 25th. 17 teams from around the nation and the Midwest, including Quincy High School and Quincy Notre Dame, of course. But it is a tournament of incredible prestige, and it is getting a lot of national buzz. And that is no small part in thanks to the man who helped organize it, Eric Stratman. And Eric, I know when you start putting this thing together, and this has always been a passion project of you, is putting together, uh, you know, good tournaments, and and you've been doing it for years and years. But this one, really, it seems like the teams that you got have all had star-crossed, or excuse me, charmed seasons to this point, incredibly charmed seasons. And all of a sudden, the value of this thing is just pinging all over the place. How pleased and excited are you just to see this field kind of come into fruition the last couple of weeks? I'm really excited about it. Actually, it's, uh, you know, whenever you put together something like this, you really, you take a leap of faith and hope that the, the teams that you're bringing in, in that they are what they, what they, what they are, you know, um, um, and we just were so lucky this year at this point that everybody has kind of exceeded what we, what we thought we would have. There are players that are coming in that were, you know, highly, highly rated top 50 players in the country that seem to have improved their stock immensely, like Julian Strawther and Marcus Bagley. And, and that's just, it's just been incredible. I'm going to, I'm going to do this because and I know you don't want me blowing compliments your direction, but I'm going to do it anyway. I, I don't think today, if you wanted to go out and get Hamilton Heights, the number two ranked team in the nation at this particular juncture, anybody's going to be able to get them. But you anticipated, uh, you know, their rise a little better than anybody else. And that is sort of the, I, I mean, you have a lot of marquee names, but that right now is the marquee name in, in the team wise side of things. Um, just what did you see in them that, that kind of made this possible, Eric? Well, a lot of the things I do is I, I try and look at, uh, you know, I they have so many rankings of players, and I try and go through and find the best players and then reach out to the coaches. And, and that's what we did with Hamilton Heights. And um, the, the funny part about Hamilton Heights was they committed to coming to us, and then all of a sudden the, they closed their doors. Um, they ran out of money and they didn't have the money to stay open anymore and they closed their doors. So we started scrambling to find somebody else. And, um, they have some pretty influential alumni that, uh, came on board and opened them back up and they, they called us back and said, Hey, could we still come? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, what I try and do is look at teams that are, that I know are going to be good. And, and then it just becomes, it comes down to finding the right weekend and, what can I do to try and sway them to come here? Um, but, you know, once you start an event like this and a Hamilton Heights comes and if they have a great experience, then it becomes easier. Um, so that, that's our hope is that they can come here and have a good experience and then tell other top-level teams about their experience. Well, I think it's the ultimate compliment to this event that Vashon and Shamanon are showing up now. And, and, and that, to you, has to feel incredibly gratifying as well because you know what it is to pull teams that don't know anything about our area, to pull those kind of teams out of the St. Louis area, and Christian, which was incredible here last year when they came in and played. I mean, you really are finding a nice resonant base of powerhouse teams that want to be here. Yes, we, we've, you know, with, you know, Vishan, we've tried to get for years, 
since we started, we tried to get them. Obviously, they're a marquee name, just as some of the big times out of Chicago are. Um, but when you can dangle, uh, you know, Sheldon out of California as a possible opponent, then Vashon listens a little better. Um, and so, so that help, helps. And then, you know, I utilize some of my contacts from my soccer events in St. Louis to help get Chaminade here. As I, I've got a great relationship with their soccer coach and AD. So that that's helped with some of that stuff as well. And uh, just uh, like, like you said, this year has just been one of those years where, where I'm just incredibly excited. And St. Louis Christian was in our first event, and we kind of gave them a shot when they were you know, not a highly recognized team. And I think uh, Casey would come here every year um, if we want him back. Well, let's talk a little bit about the pool of individual talents because that's what draws people in the gym. They want to see future pros, and you've done a great job of that, whether it was an Xavier Foster last year coming in. But this year, I think, again, you've really kind of pushed the margins beyond what anybody expected. You've got four rivals top 100 players led by Cameron Fletcher out of Vachon, but but also the, the big name that we're super excited about, me being a Sacramento native. When, when you went and got Sheldon out of Sacramento, that, that kind of changed everything because you're bringing in Marvin Bagley's little brother who in his own right is headed to Arizona State and is an incredible player when healthy at six foot eight who can do some really special things four guys like that plus you bring back Aaron Euless who was maybe the most exciting player I saw in your event last year who's headed to Iowa I, I mean you really have to be you know tickled pink to have these kind of individual players spotlighted and you're hearing some national buzz from people who want to see these guys aren't you Eric yeah we are they um you know, Julian Strother is uh, out of Liberty High in Las Vegas area. Um, he's averaging close to 40 points a game right now, and he's committed to Gonzaga, who is you know the number one team in the country. And and he's just an incredible individual player. And you talk about Cameron Fletcher going to Kentucky, uh, another another great 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 player, um, and and Bagley as well. You know, he he was kind of a middle-of-the-road type player, but his game has elevated so much that now, you know, they're talking about him um, being like maybe Arizona State got a steal with him that he could have been somewhere else. So um, when you talk about those guys and then uh, Sam, Samson, I can't pronounce his last name, Rosenvich or whatever he is from Hamilton Heights is uh, going to Florida. When you talk about those guys um, – you're talking about big time players. Those are potential NBA draftable players. Um, and that's just starting with those four players. And yes, we are getting some buzz. We've got, uh, we've got a couple high profile media outlets that have already requested credentials to come in and, and see the event and be a part of event. And one of the, uh, one of the sites that I saw on Twitter, list the top shootouts in the country and and we made that list and so in year three i i couldn't be more excited about that a lot of people tell you after two years you'll know if the event's going to make it or not and uh you know here we are in year three and and it's highly exceeded what i thought we'd be in in three years well, the buzz we're hearing, especially from outlying communities that want the day off or trying to schedule around their team so they can come and see some part of this, is incredible. What do people have to do to be in the gym? Because I know it's going to be a hot ticket. Well, our season ticket holders at Quincy High have up until the 11th to purchase their tickets. And then on the 12th, um, the tickets open up to the general public. And so um, we'll 
put out a website on Twitter and Facebook and on our website, which is www.quincyshootout.com. We'll get that information out there uh, for all those people and and for the people in the area and teams in the area that have the day off. If if they want to try and email me or message me on, on Twitter, we'd like to get get some special pricing out to those high school teams and and junior high teams that want to come in and watch these games we we want to find a way to get them in the door and and make it affordable and i think what we have is affordable as it is um you know we're talking about a $12 ticket for a lower level seat for all day on saturday um for eight games i think that's a good fair price for people to come in and watch if you're a basketball junkie. Oh, absolutely. It's a ridiculous deal, and we want to see that gym filled. And part and parcel to that, we'll attach all of that information to our website at KHQA. We're a proud sponsor, and I know you get great sponsorship support from Knox and & Trucking and, and all of your sponsors, but it doesn't happen without that kind of support. No, it doesn't, and and that's, you know, I I think from the common person who hasn't been involved a lot in it, um, high school basketball has become a big time money deal. Um, and so to, to get these teams here, you just don't call Sheldon and say, Hey, we want you to come in here. You're, you're talking about having to, to pay, uh, their flight expenses and, and things like that. And we don't do that for all our teams, but we, we cover some of that expense for some of our teams. Um, and we couldn't do that without our sponsors. Our sponsors are who help us do that. Um, and so that that's exactly where that comes from, and uh, those sponsorship dollars really help us pull this off, and that's a tribute to the community wanting to really help out and uh, see something like this. So we've had some great sponsors. Our community is supporting it. Um, as always, you know, the more they support it, the more we could go out and get get some of those bigger teams and bring more of those in. Um, but, again, we're in year three, and, and I – I have far exceeded what I thought we could could do, and and we've just been fortunate, and that's that's kind of what I said. Just been, you just get lucky sometimes, and we did, we have so far. In the 15 seconds we have left, best game on the board. Your favorite game you've put together for this event? Uh, probably would be uh, Vashon and Sheldon on Friday night uh, at 8:30, right after Quincy High Rocky. That, that'd probably be. On paper, that that seems pretty good, but man, there's some other ones. Hamilton Heights and Melville will be good too. So, um, yeah, they're they're all going to be pretty competitive, I think. I can't wait, my friend. Thanks for all you do. And again, coming up January twenty twenty fourth and twenty fifth, it's the Quincy Shootout. We're all out of time, everybody. We'll see you right back here next Saturday for the Saturday morning ticket. Time has run out. You're invited. To- <laughs>